dogs, if you think about it, when they're happy, they're high-pitched. When they're unhappy, they're a low growl. So if I were to say, good dog, good dog, he might perceive that as a correction. But I can say, oh, you're terrible, you're worthless, you're awful. But if I say it in the high-pitched tone of voice, he perceives it as praise. Hi, I'm John Yeager, and this is Bloodworks 101, a podcast brought to you by your friends here at Bloodworks Northwest. Okay, now you just heard a little bit from Bob Calkins talking to his eight-year-old pet golden retriever, Ruger. Actually, Ruger is more than just a pet, as you're about to find out. Working dogs. It's a late fall morning, and we're here in a thicket of woods near Highline Community College in Des Moines south of Seattle. And Ruger is about to go to work. What you hear in the background way up there is SeaTac International Airport. Bob Calkins is with Kitsap Search and Rescue. They're the folks who look for lost hikers, virtually every kind of missing person, except fleeing criminals, those they leave for the police. They also look for human remains. Ruger is here to sniff out the smallest, the tiniest sample of blood. But I'm getting ahead of myself. I should introduce you to Ruger. Now, of course, this is a podcast, so you'll have to imagine what he looks like. You could go on our website where we have a picture posted. But for now, Bob, Ruger's owner, can make the introductions. This is Ruger. Ruger is a nationally certified search and rescue dog. He is uh, certified for both finding live people and uh, human remains. And the human remains portion of that, uh, that people frequently don't realize, it's not only the remains of a missing hiker or hunter that, that, uh, that pass away. We frequently help um, law enforcement with crime scenes because they can find small amounts of human tissue. When I said Ruger is going to work, that's not entirely true. I should have added that Ruger was here to prove something. If he just stopped jumping on me. What is he specializing besides uh, jumping up and down. Well, he's a very high energy dog. He does both the live find uh, for live missing people and then human remains. Uh, the practicality is we've been doing more crime scenes and helping uh, law enforcement with cold cases than about anything else of late. But this demonstration is different. So this is a simulated crime scene. We have a garden trowel as an improvised weapon with a little bit of blood on it. We have a t-shirt as if a suspect had tried to change his appearance and discarded a bloody t-shirt. And then there's a third item out there more for uh, almost the, to show off the dog, just a gauze pad with a very small amount of blood on it to show the, the level of, of odor that they can detect. So he's pretty sensitive. They are. The, the Most dogs can do this. What separates the search dogs is not the nose. It's the ability to do it in all circumstances. He's had to search with helicopters overhead, backhoes running nearby, tearing down a building that we thought a body might be under. So it's, it's the dogs that can use their nose in that environment that make the best search dogs. And search dogs like Ruger have to ignore the din of jets overhead as they search for the tiniest blood samples. Bob hid less than two teaspoons worth of blood on a tiny piece of fabric. Okay, this is all well and good, but maybe you're asking yourself, what does all this have to do with Bloodworks Northwest? Well, meet Colleen Lammers, who works for Bloodworks Bio. 
I work in uh, Ludwigs Northwest in the biological products department. So we use um, many different products rather than just blood. We use it for research, we use it for um, helping to try and find drugs for cancer care, uh, all kinds of different things and we try to be innovative and we try to respect every donation that we get that comes through the door. So um, what kind of blood are we using today? We're using blood from a specific patient population that donates blood for their own use. Um, and they, so they have to have their blood drawn frequently and we do that at no cost to them and many of these donors are not eligible for regular donation or allogeneic and so we have found this alternate use um, it was really great when the search dog uh, handler contacted us and they're like hey we've got the perfect product for you so this isn't blood that would go into a blood bank or, or go to a hospital. Nobody's uh, being deprived of blood because of this. That's, that is correct. These patients, they have to have their blood drawn um, due to high levels of iron in their blood. And so we are helping them by drawing their blood. And in, in able to, being able to use it for something else is extra gratifying. So what's the future here? What do you see? Is there a market for this kind of, uh, this kind of product, if you will? Well, um, it's not a money-making operation. That is not why we're doing it. Uh, but we do hope that we can get other handlers to uh, contact us and be able to use more of these units. Um, one, we get to help the handlers train their dogs. And two, these people that have to donate their blood, they can't give it to a patient, but now is a different way that they can help. All right, so what's the message? Well, the message is if, if any other dog handlers are out there and they want to um, take advantage of this program, contact me. We'd be willing to help get this set up and, and love to be able to help train more, more dogs to do this uh, really important work. And if we can help uh, law enforcement to do their jobs better, all the better, right? Oh, for sure. Um, we work very closely with law enforcement. Sometimes, you know, when there's an accident, they they bring samples to us so they can get blood for that patient very quickly. So we're always trying to help um, any of our public servants, and this is just another public service organization that we're willing to help out. We need to have as many different types of human tissue as possible. There are more than 200 odors that make up the total odor of human decomposition. So we want to have every part of the human body uh, available for the dogs. In particular, blood to a dog has a very strong odor. And sometimes they have trouble pinpointing it, even though they'll tell us it's in the area because it's so strong. So having blood in large enough amounts to actually create that challenging scent pool is of huge value to us. Okay, so enough setup. It was finally time to see if Ruger could tune out all those jets overhead and sniff out that tiny sample of human blood that Bob Calkins hid in the woods. And I mean really hid. One sample was hidden under some dry leaves and twigs. You could walk by it a hundred times before you had any idea where it was. But not this dog, not this day. It took Ruger only a matter of seconds. Bob Calkins talks to Ruger in a high falsetto voice for a very good reason. 
because dogs, if you think about it, when they're happy, they're high-pitched. When they're unhappy, they're a low growl. So if I were to say, good dog, good dog, he might perceive that as a correction. But I can say, oh, you're terrible, you're worthless, you're awful. But if I say it in a high-pitched tone of voice, he perceives it as praise. Oh, yeah. I don't even know why we spend dog food on you. Oh, you're terrible. Oh, you're terrible. This is all good for him. The words don't matter. He's an awesome dog and we love him. All right, you ready to go get back in the truck? Nice job, buddy. Colleen Lammer says yeah. if you know of an organized search and rescue unit in the area, she'd love to hear from you. And Ruger, Bob Calkins knows what he wants to hear. What a good boy! What a good boy! In Des Moines, I'm John Yeager for Bloodworks 101. Oh, what a good boy! What a good dog!